0: Order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan. How you doing? Good, Brendan. How are you? I am doing marvelous. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. You have come up with these amazing intro's right off the bat.
1: That's right. Are you marveling at
0: them? I'm marveling at them. Yes. You're, you're like Captain Marvel or Shazam, as some might say.
1: Yeah, that one was a bit too on the nose. There's nothing. There's no joke about that one.
0: Well, we're going to talk about it. Yes, we are. Yeah. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about superheroes, in particular, Marvel and DC superheroes and how a recent string of lawsuits has brought Marvel to the forefront uh, in light of the fact that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been taking a hiatus, right. after what was the last movie? Uh, End game. Uh, no,
1: actually, the last movie was recent. Last movie was uh, Shang Chi, I think. In the no. no, no, no of the, no,
0: no, not that. I'm talking about the big, grand scale with everybody in it. Oh,
1: like like the group together movies. Yeah. I think that was End game. End game. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I think it was. Although i've I've heard I've heard really good things about Shang Chi. I have heard that that is a super great movie. And, like, from people I wouldn't expect either. A lot of people that I see that are kind of like Marvel haters have come out of the theaters and said, you know what, that was a great Marvel movie, so I'd be interested to see it. That And then there's uh, there's another one coming out soon, The Eternals. Although, there's, I don't know, I, I can't bring myself to be interested.
0: Well, you know, I haven't seen uh, Black Widow yet, which yeah, I, that too. I wanted to see. But I'm really excited about the fact that they're bringing back some of the Netflix shows. Yes, oh my Punisher. gosh. Punisher, they're bringing back the Punisher. I just saw it last night, confirmed that, I can't remember the guy, he was on uh, Walking Dead, and then he played the Punisher in mm-hmm. the Netflix Netflix series. And by far, I mean, there's been like multiple Punisher movies, but that series was the best, by far. So I'm excited about that, because now they're bringing them back in to the MCU, or Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, which is great news because I like those shows. And what's the one with the lawyer? My favorite is Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah.
1: We could do a whole episode about him one day, couldn't we?
0: Yeah. You know, I like. Uh, I well, I've tried over the the years to to reference Daredevil in some of our posts and things like that. But one of my favorites, I've got to find it. Uh, it might be on the Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. Is on the Instagram feed. Um, Universal Studios Islands of Adventure yes. in. Marvel Superhero Land. Which by the way is so cool. And the
1: music they play that you gets you hyped.
0: Like a superhero. Yeah. It is cool. It's it very, cool. very it's I think it's super high themed.
1: I like when the superheroes ride through on motorcycles and you're like, whoa.
0: Yeah. I think everybody focuses on how amazingly themed Harry Potter and um, you know, over at Disney this the Star Wars Land Bat Two is. But well, I really we've discussed that on a previous podcast. We have, we
1: have. You know our feelings about
0: but i really think that every everybody overlooks superhero island i think it's super themed and but my point is that there is a a sign um over one of the stores yeah that is the law offices of nelson and murdoch and obviously one of them is daredevil and the other one is his friend so nelson is daredevil and murdoch is his friend and really yeah really Am I
1: wrong? Ah, you are wrong. Am Did I- you watch the same show as me? It's Matt Murdoch. That's right. And foggy
0: Nelson. That's right. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Jeez. Wow. So we have uncovered a truth here on UTL radio.
0: You're not a true daredevil fan. Duh, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. You're going to have to send me off to uh, where do they send bad people in the Marvel Universe? They don't. You know what?
1: I think I'll send you to Hell's Kitchen so you can talk with Daredevil himself. Okay.
0: I was going to say to the Dementors, but that's probably something else. That's
1: Harry Potter. Oh, my God. And what? You're going to talk to Captain Kirk there?
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe he'll beat me up uh, uh, aboard the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. It's about what you know. All right. Well, let's talk about some of these uh, these lawsuits. There's one that's that's just come out. I mean, we're going to talk about the Scarlett Johansson one, but that's been in the news the past yeah. couple of weeks. But this this one's relatively new. So,
1: and this one's really crazy. Like this yeah, is just the kind of thing that you just you never expect. You know, this is just such an odd surprise right. thing. All right.
0: Well, go ahead. Start it off.
1: Oh, now I have to start it off because I was talking it up. So <laughs> you're my hero. Thanks, superhero. So the rights to a whole bunch of Marvel characters are suddenly on shaky ground. They've beaten Thanos. they've beaten Galactus, but will they beat the United States legal system? And that's the question that we're all asking, because the estate of Steve Ditko, the co-creator of Spider-Man, Doctor. Strange, and other characters, as well as uh, a couple other people, the uh, Larry Lieber, '89, a longtime Marvel writer, And the heirs of Gene Colan, Don Heck, and Don Rico, they all created superheroes like Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye, the Falcon, uh, all of which, by the way, have appeared in the MCU. They are all suing, and they are – they served a notice of copyright termination – I'm sorry, not suing – served a notice of copyright termination to Marvel Characters, Inc., announcing it will reclaim the late artist's stake, as well as everybody else's stake, in the – their own bodies of work, the individual characters, once the copyright expires. Uh, and this is really interesting because, like, how can, how can this happen, you know? Um, uh, under the Copyright Act of 1976, all authors can cancel the copyright they've granted to others for their original work after a period of time that depends on when the work was made. And they are also entitled to threaten to cancel the copyright to negotiate a better deal. So what, what do you think about that? That's just the first part, though, because there's a second part.
0: Well, go get to the second part, because then I'm going to tell you the whole thing. Okay.
1: So the second part is that Marvel is countersuing, contending that Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and everybody else shouldn't be considered original artwork, but instead work made for hire, like building a house or drawing a company logo, a kind of work explicitly excluded from this copyright law. And... Because Marvel Marvel paid Steve Ditko a per-page rate for his contributions, uh, the, the attorney told uh, a website. Uh, so they're, they're arguing essentially that this is like – this is not their characters that they use. This is if you'd go on the internet and hire someone to make something for you, for your brand. Uh, yeah. But, you know, if Marvel loses, they could lose the rights to so many characters, and they could have to share like Spider-Man. So anybody could theoretically make – Spider-Man. I mean I mean that would mean that the original owners now get the rights. Now I'm sure if they won they'd sell them back to Marvel, you know?
0: Well, I'm going to I'm going to just dispel this entire thing. The whole for you. thing I'm right now. The whole thing. The whole thing. This is a case of the media deciding to take a headline that seems like it's going to garner a lot of interest, a lot of clicks and a lot of reads mm-hmm. and put it out there and tell people how Spider-Man is going to be no more because the original creators that's a lot of nonsense. So here's the reality of it. I don't believe that these people, Don Rico and the others in the estates, have filed actual trade or copyright um, registrations. Mm-hmm. When you create something, an original work of art, you automatically own the copyright to it. If you sat here right now and you wrote out a memoir, that's your you own the copyright to it now. Right. You didn't file that with the Copyright Office. You just have to be able to establish that you're the one that created it. Now, conversely, if you were to take that memoir and you were to file it with the Copyright Office and say, look, here it is, I created this, I want some protection on this, by doing so, it adds another layer of protection for you. But Mm -hmm. here's the bigger picture. I think that these guys, and I I say guys, um, you know, generically to represent all of these people that are part of this lawsuit in the estates and rico etc i think this is a a an attempt simply to strong arm marvel and its owners into paying some sort of fee because i think that they have zero legs to stand on i don't think they ever win and it talks about in the uh declaratory judgment that you were mentioning so Mm -hmm. Uh, these estates and, and Rico in particular, they serve this notice of copyright and they say, it's ours, we're taking it back. We're part owner, we're part creator, right? It's right. ours. And Marvel says, yeah, okay, right. So basically Marvel filed a declaratory judgment. What that is, is it's a it's a complaint that asks the court to decide on a particular issue. It's not, you're not seeking money. You're just saying, hey court, here's an issue that's in dispute. It typically happens with contracts. I want you to look at this and I want you to issue a ruling. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if Marvel wins the declaratory judgment, then it staves off any other action. And the, you know, alleged partial copyright holders can't do anything else about it because the courts ruled. Okay. Right. Okay. I get it. So they file this declaratory judgment Mm -hmm. in federal court. Right. And they're basically saying that over its long history, Mm -hmm. Marvel, they've engaged like you said, numerous writers and artists to contribute to Marvel Comics Right, Don Rico was one of them, he started working for Marvel around 1949 Mm -hmm. they assigned Rico stories to write, this is important though, so pay attention to this, number one, they assigned him stories to write, number two, he had the right to exercise some creative control over his contributions, and number three Marvel paid him a per page rate for his contributions, so as you said these were works made for hire, like when you hire an independent contractor. Right? When a company says, Hey, I am a widget maker and I've got the best widgets in the world and I've worked hard to develop them. Now I'm going to hire you, Brendan, to come in and help me with my social media. So I want you to start posting about my widgets. And you start making the the wonderful world of of, of wild widgets and everyone that goes crazy about it. And you know, you, you bring all this business in, mm. that would be the equivalent of me saying you, or, or, or you saying to me, I own part of your widget business because I created these ads for you. And the answer to that is you're nuts because you don't, I hired you to perform a task. It's work made for hire you don't have any ownership rights, and that's exactly what Marvel is saying here. They're saying that they never granted any ownership or copyright control over anything, and they reference a slew of similar cases. And, you
1: know, yeah, this this exact story has happened countless times right. before. There have been so many instances there was one relating to Guardians of the Galaxy. There was one with, I think, the same lawyers that was about Superman. It's the same lawyers, yeah. And so this just seems like a...
0: It's a cash grab. Yeah, it's absolutely. an attempt to try that to... That the media is just taking and right. making big. Because right. I've seen
1: people talk about this, like, this is the end of Spider-Man. Right. it's totally not. Like, they're watching him fight Kraven the Hunter in the sky, right? Like, oh,
0: man, this is the end of Spidey. That's right. and And it's just, it's people who want to create some YouTube videos and the media who wants to just... Wait a minute. I know who it is. Who is it? It's Jay Jonah Jameson. Yeah, that's what it is. He's doing this, isn't he? He hates Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, look, let's look at some of these other cases. So there was one in 2000 um, in the District Court of Delaware mm-hmm. where another individual uh, claimed that yeah. he had copyright ownerships and it was work for hire. He claimed that he created characters um, during Marvel's bankruptcy proceedings. So this guy had gone back and... He was like, let me find the most vulnerable time in Marvel's history and then say that I did stuff, and and he lost. Another one, and I think you mentioned this, um, Kirby. You mentioned Kirby earlier. Right, right. Same results. So, again, Marvel had the right to exercise creative control over Rico's contribution, Kirby's contribution, paid per rate, all that sort of thing. Um, And interestingly enough, remember I talked to you about copyright registration? Yes. Marvel does have registration notices themselves. So you've got a lawyer Mm -hmm. and a plaintiff who wants to say that they are part owners of these characters. Right. When Marvel has a registered copyright to the works where I am nearly 99.9% certain they're going to be able to show that they paid these guys and gals a set fee a per page fee Got to it. create this these stories total for them. scam right this well, is a total scam and when i say scam maybe maybe the plaintiffs so i'm I'm not knocking the plaintiffs maybe they they legitimately believe that they have some rights to this but curious that the guy was hired in 1949 and here we are in 2021 and now they're deciding that hey we want our money right So I think that this is a misleading, at best, headline. I don't think there's any way that Marvel's going to lose Spider-Man.
1: My eyes have been opened.
0: Right. I mean, look, you know what happens when, when stuff goes bad? They call in Captain Marvel. She flies in from outer space, and she resolves... Thanos' issues in a matter of seconds and then yeah. flies away because yep. she's got better things to do.
1: That's the lawyers? That's that. Well, That's the Marvel lawyers? Kind of.
0: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's Captain Marvel herself. Who, who knows? But the point of this is is that it drives me absolutely insane when I see these stories and these headlines. Marvel lawsuit pits superheroes against artists and the corporations that exploit them. Yeah. I mean, come on. I understand that, you know, People need to be treated fairly. But if if Marvel hired these guys to create a story, how are they exploiting them, right? And this is where, and now I'm going off, this is oh, where boy. journalism needs to be kept under control. I, when I was an undergrad, I was a, a journalism and and communications major. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I learned from a professor who had worked for years at at CNBC, or perhaps it was CNN, I can't remember off the top of my head now, was about journalistic integrity and how what you write in your story matters and how you phrase it and what you headline your story, it matters because you don't want to just simply bait and switch people. We talked about that for God knows how many classes and I'll never forget it because it, it there was such a high level of integrity that was you know, taught about don't mislead. This isn't shock journalism. You know, say the truth, tell the truth. And 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 where have, where have we gone with this? Because maybe some of the larger, man, I say maybe, I really, <laughs> maybe, maybe some of the larger news outlets right. are a little more conscientious mm-hmm. and they watch what they say, but there's a large number of them because there's so many of them now. Man. Right? On the internet. Yeah. They just say whatever they want. Absolutely. Right? Spider-Man's racist. Whoa. Right? It's that kind of stuff. It's those headlines. Spider-Man discriminates. Spider-Man hates old people. You know, he, Spider-Man's stealing their 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 stories. Where does it stop? You can. How many headlines did you look at that made you think initially that that's it for Spider-Man? I, I will say I saw a bunch. So you want these kinds of articles to stop. Uh, you know, I I think that it serves one purpose, which is to make people like you and me click on them. And yeah. you click on them and then you see the ads and it, you're generating ad revenue for these online news sources. I Got mean, it, yeah. this one I'm reading right now is from NBC News. Mm-hmm. NBC News. It says up in the left-hand corner. Think. Think. And I'm then thinking. And then the the heading is what I told you. Marvel lawsuit pits superhero against artists and the corporations that exploit them. (laughs) In that voice? And then it says this. I mean, (laughs) Marvel knows that the rights to many of its characters are on shaky legal ground. And it takes preventative measures to avoid hashing that out in public. That is utter crap. It's wrong. It's absolutely in. Accurate and you have people reading this and saying to themselves, Oh, Marvel is horrible. It's not.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying there. Wow. So that's
0: fired up like the human torch. Absolutely. Boom. Flame on.
1: You want all these articles to have more headlines, but you know what I want?
0: I want integrity. I want honesty. Where did honesty go? You want to know something speaking of superheroes. Oh boy. Superheroes are based on this premise of Someone better than the average person, right? Right. Somebody who is more noble, more honorable, more honest, more courageous. All right. Right? Yeah. That's the idea. When when you know, I was a kid, you'd put Superman on a on a pedestal because it was like, wow. You know, he fights for truth, justice, and the American way. And it's Superman, and and that's what you aspire to be. You know, he'll save a cat from a tree. He'll save somebody from a nuclear explosion. He'll still save Richard Pryor, although in Superman 3, he screwed up that entire movie. I mean, there's so many things that Superman (laughs) did, right? Right. And now, where have those lessons that I grew up on gone? Now it's not that. Now it's say whatever you want, get as much interest, as much traffic, as many clicks as possible, and sit back and collect. Who cares if it's right? Who cares if what you're saying is accurate? Nobody cares. Wow. That's nuts. I will
1: say I I get what you're saying. You know, there's been a lot of articles I've seen that just shift the public's view over nothing. You know, there's it's I've seen too many times because Here's the thing, there's kind of, on social media, I hate social media, if I'm being honest with you, uh, so, c- kind of an aside, but, and, and spoilers for the movie Free Guy, if you haven't seen it yet, there's a moment in that movie, which I've seen, where the guy smashes all the internet servers with an axe, I would love to do that, I would love to do that, because I hate Twitter and social media, because, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of a lot of different, you know, properties and, and shows and games. And you just go on to Twitter and it's all about being up to date on the news at the very second. You know, you're updated when when the game developer or when the when the actor takes two steps, you know. And a lot of times there are all kinds of articles that people just read the headlines and that's what they get.
0: Oh, that is the. All that's right. That's the biggest problem. Oh, here we problem. go. We, we need well, an episode. You have episode gone. A, yeah, this is just nuts. on this because. But let me
1: just say they, they read article headlines. Only. That only. Is right. And they're all fake. You know, they're all twisted. You'll you'll get an article that says something like the sewer. Spider-Man hates old people and you'll just keep going on. And then later on in a discussion, somebody will be like, man, I love Spider-Man. You'll be like, yeah, well, he hates old people. When in reality, the article's talking about in the new comic uh, Green Goblin turned everyone into the elderly and made Spider-Man angry and hate them all because of his chemicals. And it's like, whoa, it, it's nothing to do with what people think. You know, yeah. I've seen articles that shift the public's view on things and it almost feels like
0: sometimes it's on purpose. Of course it's on purpose because it's 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 headlines. Here, here's one. I'm not one to think like the big, you know, oh, all the corporations
1: are scheming against us. I don't think a, that there's either. A big, there's a big, you know. Conspiracy? conspiracy? I don't think that either. You know, they want, they want Spider-Man to die, and that's why they're all twisting. I just think that they want clicks. They want they attention. Want and then because they want attention, they end up, you know, posting fake quotes. I believe there was. This there was, is, This is
0: about money. This is only about money. Look, here's one from Salon.com on the same topic that we're talking about. Legal battle over copyright to Marvel heroes like Thor and Spidey threaten the future of the MCU. Mm
1: -hmm. Right.
0: What does the studio owe to the creators of its most dynamic and beloved superheroes who've raked in billions? You know what that says? Oh, Marvel, you bad, bad company. You're stealing from these poor Poor little people that created. They did all the hard work for you. They're like nuts (laughs) (laughs) here. It's like indentured servitude. (laughs) Oh my god! And now you've made billions. And what have they made? Nothing. But this is a bit time out. Time out. It's not. It's what the headline says. It's not an exaggeration at all. What does the studio owe to the creators of the most dynamic and beloved superheroes who've raked in billions? What are they saying here? They're saying that corporate greed. Marvel is a giant engine of greed that is trying to just continue to rake in billions off of these characters that some poor schmo created. Mm-hmm. That's that's not the case. The, the The fact of the matter is that Marvel hired somebody in 1949 to write and illustrate comic books. They paid them for it. And now those people say, that's mine. Yeah. I mean, come on. I get what you're
1: saying. It's not it's it's I think that there's definitely a part of it. Like, look, I'm not denying that corporations can can absolutely swindle you. You know, there have been so many instances of stories where, you know, a company like Marvel or a big name company Disney takes people's work and absolutely, you know, does really screw them over. I think there was an instance, and I'm trying to fully remember here. There was an instance where um Disney might've taken the story for frozen or something. And it was ended up being like, yeah, this is actually a true thing. Uh, I I don't know if that's the exact one I'm talking about, but I remember instances and I, and I'm not denying, like I'm saying, I'm not denying that some of these artists might've actually been swindled out of things by Marvel. But what I am saying is that it's a mixture of a lot of different stuff. You know, there's the misleading headlines. The fact that there is no actual big lawsuit going on. It's just Marvel being threatened by these people. And you know, and the fact that, yeah, in, the, in in a lot of these instances, I don't think that these people would win, you know, and a lot of people I've seen said, we want the the people to win. We want the artists because, you know, we don't want the corporations to, to scheme and to make money off of them. And like, I get the sentiment, yeah, but a lot of people are saying, I want Spider-Man to be in public domain. And a lot of people have this idea that if the Steve Ditko estate wins, they're going to put Spider-Man in the public domain for all people. And there, and it's going to be amazing, and that's what I'm shocked about because people don't like don't they realize that's just not what's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen if they win. And now again, they they're won't. not going to win. They won't. But if they would, if they win, if by some way they manage to win, they're
0: going to sell the rights back to Marvel. But that's not even going to happen. Of course, you know what? But let me just tell you something. I'm so so enraged right now over these false yeah, headlines I can tell. and the way that they couch this and the way that they make. People believe, and I'm talking about the media, uh, about this. Look, mm-hmm. to get to your point, I, I don't think that large corporations are without guilt in things. Of course not. There, you know, Exxon Valdez incident years ago. We know that corporations are about making profits. That That's the point of it. And yes, you can look at corporate greed and you can look at salaries of what the top Level ceos make and i've heard that story about how jeff bezos could end world hugger and all that other things that other stuff but but put that aside for a minute right there's also Mm -hmm. there's got to be there's got to be some system of checks and balances when it comes to what's being put out on the internet about this stuff because what you just said you're kind of even like slightly on the fence as to whether or not disney or marvel is is going to to win this there's like there's a slight, slight hint of doubt in you that, you know, what if Marvel does lose? What if it does happen? And, and that's because of the great job that has been done by the media forcing these headlines on us when mm-hmm. they really don't even know the true story about this. Because I don't think that... Look, well, let me take that back. I, I can bet you... That there are millions of people who have been hired by a company to do a job as an at will independent contractor, made for hire, work made for hire, and uh, you know, a contractor who all of a sudden realized that what they did took off and now they want credit for it. Right. That's what it comes down to. And you know, I, I say, nobody forced you to create. That comic. Nobody forced you. They paid you for it. Why is it fair that if somebody pays you to do something and you do it and the the, the arrangement that you have with them is that of an independent contractor, why should you lose what you have paid someone to do? All right. Look, we have as our, I don't know, I guess you could call him a mascot, Ace the Legal Beagle, Right. Right. You now I I created Ace the Legal Beagle out of a statue that was in my office and I was like, "Wow, this is great. Ace the Legal Beagle." It just came to me one day and I thought it was fun. Right? It was just fun. You got to have a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Right? We we're, we're talking about like suing people and you've got to have a little bit of fun. But anyway, I hired somebody to create an illustrated version of Ace the Legal Beagle, which again, if you have followed us on social media, you might have seen. Right? Well, I, I didn't employ that person mm-hmm. to create Ace. I paid that person for a, a a as an independent contractor for work made to hire. I said, this is my guy. This is my creation, and I'd like you to illustrate it, and I'm going to pay you for it, and I paid them, and they gave me Ace. That would be like, all of a sudden, Ace is the star of some major cartoon show, and all of a sudden, they come out of the woodwork, and they say, we... Want our fair share because we created Ace. All right, I now, get it. You drew Ace, and I paid you to do it. But that's the point. So when you look at it on a smaller scale, it's less offensive than when you do it a, a large scale. Because as soon as you start talking about large corporations, then it's like, oh my god, the evils of the world. And and one more point before we get ahead to to Scarlett Johansson, we'll probably just touch on the Johansson update. All right. Because I kind of went off the rails with this, but I think it's important. Kind of. Here's, here's the thing. You know, you talk about public domain. Right. Right. You know, there, there was once a country that decided that it was going to be a good idea for everyone to share equally in everything that that country had. Yeah, this has gone off the rails. And that country was the Soviet Union okay and we have determined that communism as a political system does not work because how can everyone be equal when there are people that are in power ruling over you right what do people expect that want to claim that everything should be in the public domain that we should all everything should be equal that's you know what that is that's somebody feeling like life's unfair you know, I want to be able to write a story about Spider-Man. I want to be able to. Why don't you create your own character? Why don't you create Tarantula Dude or something like that? Right? Well, I, like, I would
1: like to see Tarantula Dude, but I'm not sure. I think you're being a, 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 well, a, no, a lot a bit extreme here. I'm
0: not being extreme at all. What I'm saying is don't worry about what's already been, been created. Don't Don't try to make your living off of something that's been created.
1: Well, look, I'm going to I'm going to go off a tangent myself here. I'm going to say that on the one hand, you know, I, I, again, I do think you're being a little bit extreme comparing people wanting to address Spider-Man to communism. But no, I, it's not what me, I said. No, what I, I, know, said, I know. I know.
0: I know. No. What I said is that the idea that everything that an artist created should be in the public domain, that is akin to saying that we should all share in everything like communism. That's what I'm saying.
1: OK, well, I we live like in a capitalist to... society. We do we do live in a society, but uh, okay, Joker. <laughs> uh, I would like to to bring up a totally off topic thing about making your living off of something that's not yours.
0: Are you going to talk about Disney YouTubers?
1: No, but that's a good discussion. I think we could have a whole discussion. Yeah, about we this should have day. a discussion about that. So would you want to save it for another episode then?
0: Let's let's. Well, you know what? Go ahead. Tell me what you were going to say. And then I'm going to we... talk
1: about a, a game that is completely off topic. And it might sound like it has no relevance, but have you ever heard of the series Five Nights at Freddy's?
0: Oh, uh, yes, I have. Yeah, well... Along with the bear, it's and it scares you.
1: Long story short, yep. Five Nights at Freddy's is a very popular game about sitting in a Chuck E. Cheese as a night guard, or f- fake Chuck E. Cheese, where you have to watch over the place, but suddenly the characters start moving, and you have to protect yourself from them. I was a longtime fan of the series, you know, I, I played all the games, and... A couple years ago, and by now the game has lost its relevance a little bit. The original creator is no longer involved in it as much. But all these fans have kept the series alive through fan games. They've made their own stuff. They've made Five Nights at This Guy's Place, you know, this game, that game. And they have managed to keep the series kicking. So much so that the creator stepped back in after a little bit of a pause and said, I'm going to be paying five creators to make their own games. And not only will they be able to make these games, but they will be able to put it on the store. They'll be able to sell merchandise, even though it's a, a blatant copy of his own because it's now part of that. And I think that there's definitely a place. And you know, similarly, similarly, Konami, you know Konami, the game company, they have just started their own initiative. They're asking game developers to make uh, a little project based on some of their classic intellectual properties, show it to them, and one person will be able to win $250,000 and a contract to actually make that a real product—that you know, people, I think, can find a middle ground between. You know, like, sure, like you can People don't want, you know, Star Wars as an example doesn't want people to make money off of their brand. That, they've made that abundantly clear. But there is a middle ground you can find where you can allow people to make projects and fan works inspired by it.
0: Yeah, but that's fan stuff. That's completely different. I,
1: I and but, we can we can have an episode about fan works. But But people can make like I like what I'm saying, though, is like this guy or or Konami or anybody can say, hey, that's a blatant ripoff I don't want you to put that out there because it'll diminish the image of my brand. okay but they didn't. And they actually offered to help
0: people. Let me let me let me tell you something. Those people. Let's give your five nights at Freddy's example. Those people Mm -hmm. that were allowed to create something. Mm -hmm. Did they get paid?
1: Well, the contract is not, you know, you don't know the details All right, but that.
0: But from what you understand, do you think they got paid?
1: Probably, yes.
0: And they're going to be able to take credit for their work, I assume? Yes. And so the next time they do a project or something, maybe independent of Five Nights at Freddy's, they're likely going to be able to say, I'm the game creator of this? Yes. Okay. The, the fact of the matter is that anybody that says... Because you're right. You're right. You can create a fan game. Almost any genre will allow you, and we can talk about this in detail some uh, some other time, but they'll almost always allow you to create a fan fiction thing, right? You can't make money from it. Well, it has Nintendo, to be a labor yeah. of love. But, but for the most part, right? Yeah. Okay. But these people... And I'm generalizing, but these people that want everything to be in public domain, don't you think that the primary reason they want it in public domain is so that they can publish a story about Spider-Man and make money from it? Well, yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying So this makes no sense. You want to make a fan game? Contact the owner and say, I want to make a fan game. I want to do a, a fan movie. I want to write a fan novel. And maybe they'll let you do it right but then to expect that other people's work should just be put into the public domain because you want to make money off no,
1: of it no i don't think it's uh, people's work should be put in the public domain what i'm arguing is that sometimes the original works will get to a point like like did you see the star wars sequels i didn't like them and i'm sure you didn't like them as much and i think that you know people say like hey we really want a new star wars thing you know i have played games and and watched Fan projects that are better than the originals, the the original Super Mario sixty four. Okay, I've you, played better games, and what I'm saying is that a lot of times fans can do a, a really good job. And so, that's sure, great. What, what I'm what I'm arguing is that there should be some leeway to making money off of
0: you know of somebody else's work. Well, so so the YouTubers exactly that go to Disney saying, World and they take video of everything that Disney is doing.
1: Well, they already do make money off of somebody else's work,
0: don't they? Yeah, a lot.
1: A lot. And so that's an already existent thing. I'm not arguing that you should be able to make whatever you want. Like Mario kills innocence and put it in all GameStops because, you know, oh, now suddenly, you know, you're making money off of it. What I'm arguing is that there has there should be some in between some, you know, something. So all I'm saying so
0: you want me to create a superhero character and then give it away and let other people make money off of my creation is what you're telling me. No, that's because, not exactly what I'm because, saying.
1: I'm just saying that like you're you're right that a lot of people would say like oh I want Spider-Man to be in public domain so I can write a cheap and easy Spider-Man story and sell it because it's Spider-Man. It'll be so easy. You know, I'm sure millions of clothing companies will just start selling Spider-Man clothing. It'll be the most insane thing. And you're right about that, but what I'm also saying is you know, I'm not saying take your thing and it should be public domain. I'm not saying everything should be public domain. I'm just saying that there are benefits to allowing people to work on, you know, projects and make money off of it. And I'm sure that if we you know now there is no way to regulate this, I guess, but if we were to give a lot of the rights of these of these IPs to specific people with budgets and 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 let them make money off of it, then we could get some of the best things we've ever seen better movies than we've seen in years. Games, you okay. know, comic so, books, stories.
0: So in your world, you do that, and you give it to some people, but you don't give it to other people. Well, no, 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 I'm got not some saying, people.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not saying specific people get it, specific people don't. What I'm saying is that they're all... Here's, here's what I'm saying. I don't think that everything should be public domain. If I made a super popular movie or game, I don't want it being stolen and made money of off of. Of course you don't. But what I'm arguing is that... It is a fact that a lot of times fans can create better works than what is possible now by the companies.
0: That might be. And that
1: there maybe, maybe should be a way to allow them to do so.
0: It's called create your own thing. Well. Yes. Yes. Create. Tarantula Man. Exactly. And make Tarantula Man the Spider-Man that you believe Tarantula is dude tarantula dude by the way should be that's that's what i'm saying you know because
1: and what what, what would the character uh jay johnson jebediah say bring me pictures of tarantula man that's what he'd say no no
0: but my point is that you know you're looking at this from a from a from a corporate standpoint but what about the individual creator what about you know, your guy that created Freddy's, it was one guy. It was not a big corporation at the time. Right, that's a good one point. One guy. So you're one guy. How do you think he would react if he was allowed or others were allowed to just profit off of him?
1: Well, I don't think he'd like that. Well, of He's course sued not. people of, before that have tried that. And there you go. But what I'm saying is that what he did was then take the smart route of, hey, I understand that not all people trying to profit off of, you know cuz it's not you can't think of it like that like profit off of this people want to do things with their life like hey people really want to take their lives their their very short lives and spend it working on something that i made and you know obviously they need money so it's 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 two different things and i think that he could see there is potential here to allow people to work on things you know, and not everybody. And what all I'm right, saying well, we're is... we're going to that talk
0: the, about this. Let's talk about this in another episode. <laughs> we're,
1: we're all going on all kinds because of tangents i, I do, episode. I'm,
0: yeah, let's talk about this in a separate episode. We're going to talk about creators and their rights because I think it's an actually interesting topic that we should delve into. But this episode's going long, and before we do end this, we just want to touch briefly on the Scarlett Johansson thing. So... no because we got an hour all the the way over here we are but we got we got to come back because i i I, we promised we would talk about this and and you know i have some integrity here and i want to make sure that we get to this last story but if you're unaware scarlett johansson who played black widow sued disney over the streaming release of the movie black widow and while the details are not known with respect to what they ultimately settled for because they did settle Mm -hmm. Um, The fact of the matter is that Scarlett Johansson claims that her contract afforded her certain financial benefits for an in-theater release and that by Disney releasing it on streaming simultaneously with its theater release that perhaps the profits were diminished. Um, Because, you know, for example, the way it works on, on Disney Plus is if you have a Disney Plus subscription, you don't automatically get these brand new in theater movies that are are, are right. working, right? You have to pay twenty bucks, but you could have a family party and have thirty-five people watching, you know, Black Widow for twenty bucks. And so I think that that she was arguing that she would have made more money if there had been a theatrical release only followed by the streaming and they settled with her. So it's an interesting thought. Now Disney's lawyers scolded Johansson and and told or or at least stated that you know, she should have been more understanding with respect to the COVID nineteen pandemic. And while I guess you can say they have a point, I can also see how they're trying to manipulate the COVID nineteen pandemic into an excuse to not pay her. So interesting story. Um, I think we spent a lot of time on you know some of these other topics, but you yeah, know really. What? But but I think that it it really developed a number of issues that we have to touch on in the next few podcasts because I think it's really important because if you look at, and again, I'm I'm going off topic, but if you look at YouTube, look at how many creators there are out there. I mean, how many, and you know, it's funny. I just saw an ad in Instagram uh, this morning talking about this service for creators where creators don't need lawyers. You can just go and you can buy a contract and it's going to be great. You want to be a YouTuber, buy a contract. And, um, I'll tell you from years of doing this, if you want to screw yourself over, the best thing for you to do is buy a contract online from a non-lawyer. Excellent idea. Mm -hmm. And then when you are screwed over because whatever you downloaded did not meet your needs, then you'll be calling a lawyer paying double what you would have paid up front. So, little tip for the day is if it's too good to be true, it is. And if you're going to do something right, do it right, right out of the gate. Don't get yourself in a position. Why do you think Marvel is able to defend itself against these lawsuits? Because they took the time on the front end to make sure that they had copyright registrations and to make sure that they had paperwork in place, that when they hired an independent contractor, They actually had some documentation showing that they were an independent contractor because Mm -hmm. they put the time and money in on the front end to save themselves from losing Spider-Man on the back end. And that's what I'm telling creators to do. So we're going to talk about, let's have a couple episodes on creators coming up. So if you are a creator, blogs, YouTube, Instagram celebrity, whatever you are, you're not going to want to miss those. And, And I think, um, We've got another episode coming up this week that ties in with our superhero theme. We're going to be talking about Batman and some Batman suing Batman and Batman. Is that right? That's right. Right? We're going to talk a lot about Batman Batman and all kinds of Batman. Right. Right. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. But and we're also
1: going to we're also going to throw in an interesting uh, DC Comics lawsuit in there as well that I think is worth talking about.
0: Yeah. So so that's what to look forward to this Thursday. Uh, but next week, I think we're going to do some of these creators because now I'm fired up and I want to make sure that oh, you guys man. understand. You know uh, about being a creator, what it all means, and how you can protect yourself. So we're going to do a series of things. that mean we're going to jump
1: into Disney vloggers? We, oh, we are. Oh,
0: we man. are so Gear going to do it. Gear yourselves up
1: for that, all we're right? We're so going to do Load it. Load up that one on a real long car ride or train yeah. ride.
0: All right, so we're going to do that. And also- Take I just, five
1: hours out of your day to watch that
0: one. It's going to be good. Well, yeah. we might have to split it into segments. Um, <laughs> I thought you were
1: going to say we're going to have to split it into seven.
0: No, no, segments. Here's, here's <laughs> the other thing. This Friday, <laughs> this Friday, we are this going, Friday. this Friday, we're going to be going uh, and, and doing something new. Every Friday now, you can look forward to the business and legal and pop culture. week in review. We yeah. are going to be doing a, a shortened podcast. It's going to come out every Friday, and it's going to focus on some of the legal stories that have come out during the current week. Um, you know, not not every story warrants a full episode, and I think that it's a nice way to give you a summary of what's gone on in the law this week. Mm-hmm. I can tell you already that one of the things we're going to be talking about that happened um, today is Clint Eastwood winning a, a a lawsuit against the CBD company. So we're going to talk about that briefly. That's on interesting. Week in Review. So. We're going to give you a series of, of of news stories that occurred in this current week. We're going to wrap it up with a with a nice Friday, fifteen twenty minute podcast talking about the uh, business and legal week in review. Mm. So make sure you tune in on Fridays. That yeah, means absolutely. our schedule is going to be Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So make sure you subscribe. Yeah, make sure you stay tuned. Stay tuned because you don't want to miss any of our episodes or our. Our debates. This Absolutely. was a good one. This is yeah. a heated debate. Absolutely. So wait, uh, wait for that uh, content creator episode to come <laughs> out. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you subscribe. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.